This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Air National Guard employs hundreds of thousands of people in order to keep that workforce it needs to continually recruit and think about what its employees need. Federal News Network Scott Massioni spoke with Air National Guard Director Lieutenant General Scott Rice about the personnel issues and the potential for flattening budgets in the future. We're trying to give uh, on on opportunities on two front to to people that are uh, you know might have an aptitude or a propensity uh, to join the military and and we pull that thread of people really do have passion for our country and they have passion to serve something bigger than ourselves and the ideals of our country which not only helps our country but helps their families and their communities and so we we make it real for our people in the Air National Guard and and the the average person that comes off the streets when we present them an opportunity to serve their nation in their own community where they live and have grown already, we've found a lot of people enjoy that idea and that ability to go jump out of their civilian life or where they grew up right there, right in their neighborhood into the National Guard. That's not for everybody. But that's, that's for a lot of people really like this business of serving at, uh, the nation at home and in their community. Now, there's a bunch of people, too, that do want to go out and have an adventure and see the world and serve their nation in other ways like that. And so we encourage them to go on active duty. And then when the time comes and they do change their, their, uh, their family life and they want to settle down and they want to go back home and just stay in a community, we offer that opportunity, too. So those are the two areas that we get people. And we're going to be well over end strength uh, this year, as we have in the last few years in our recruitment because we have a product that allows people to serve their nation at home and allows our people to go serve our nation on full-time military and then come back and separate from active service and continue to serve their nation in their own community. So the new guys and the, and the experienced guys, we're, we, have a, we have a business model that is, that is really adding value to our country, very cost-effective, and we really are able to serve something bigger than ourselves. What kind of uh, feedback have you been getting on operational tempo? It's something that has been a concern for some people over the years, you know, and has ramped up uh, along with training as well. Right. Well, one of the, the, the sides of the, it's not the increase in operational tempo that's, that's the issue. It's, it's how we forecast and articulate that. When we're in long-term operations, people really are starving for predictability. I want to know when I'm going to go, how long I'm going to go, and when I'm going to come back. So I can plan for that, so that my family can adapt for that. And so we work very hard for predictability in, in giving people a forecast, not only for themselves, and their families, but their employers too. Because we're all serving together with our employers just as much as we are with our families and our members. So giving them that predictability helps uh, uh, with the ops tempo, and, and we're actually doing okay with that. But then again, we do have emerging missions that we can't protect and we can't forecast. And when we ask people uh, to serve, we ask them to serve for this mission and this time and this place, and everybody is all in. And that's the piece where I have to make sure that our flexibility in, in covering emergent needs is is not used on 
uh, you know, steady state and long-term operations. I want to give people as much predictability in their areas as, as I can, but then again, have them ready, trained, organized, and, and ready to go at a moment's notice if need be. If I have the balance right with that, which I'm never always perfect, but as close as I can come to those two things, it, it downplays the stress in the ops tempo. And in the Air Force and the Air Guard, we really are a pretty good team on doing that. And so we've been doing well, and accordingly, our retention is is really high right now, uh, particularly in the card. We're over 90% retention of our force because we have been doing a good balance with that. Last topic I wanted to cover was, you know, the budget. You've had sustainable budgets. You've had increased budgets for the past four years, I think. It's likely that, that the, the budgeteers in their big glass rooms with their crystal balls say that uh, it's going to be uh, flatter in the future. How might that affect you? How does that, um, how are you going to work with that in a near peer competitor sort of environment? Well, the the flatter budgets, as we predict that, uh, really slows us down on getting after the force we need, buying all the new equipment, recapitalizing to new things. And so we're trying to get after the Air Force we need as, as we increase our budget and, you know, buy those uh, and recapitalize our platforms, our systems, and our methods. So as that slows down and flattens out, it really slows down us getting after the Air Force we need. Because we are in the Air National Guard, very balanced with the active duty on, on how we're fielding new equipment and new new uh, aircraft and, and new things. Uh, and as the budget decreases even below what we what we have this year and, and we get a decrease in budget, that affects our current ops and our ops tempo. And that's the piece where... Uh, you know, changing people from full-time to part-time, or heaven forbid, we change them from part-time to not employed at all. That's the way we save money in a, in a one-year-out change in the budget. And that's really, really hard to do. So that's the piece that uh, we really uh, try to stand as a baseline, where things like continuing resolutions and decreasing budgets uh, really, really hurt the ops tempo of the force. And accordingly, is a real challenge for us from one year to the next. And then the flat budgets uh, really slow us down on recapitalizing for new equipment and new things for the future. And just in that vein, you know, a lot of the money in the past went toward restoring readiness. And Correct. usually the National Guard is kind of the last to kind of get that trickle-down effect. So uh, where's your readiness at this point? You know, I feel like the, the services are say we're pretty much there now. You know, where, where are you? We've uh, we've definitely increased our readiness. Uh, we very purposely don't maintain the same level of mission capability that the Air Force does because we're trying to do a cost-effective model as well. It's very clear that with a with the age of our platforms, uh, how many hours we need to spend on an aircraft to keep it flying, how many parts we have to do uh, to keep to to keep it flying as well, and and all of those uh, cost money. And, and we definitely don't want to have all the money that we need to be 100% mission capable because that's just unaffordable and it's not worth the money. But then again, we want to keep our, our force very warm, and I think we're doing well. Our mission capability rates have increased, and we put in the money where we need to. Well, one of the things is we've, we've over the years, it comes and goes, uh, our relationship with our mother service, our Air Force, as we are one component of the, of the service. And I think we're in a time and place now in the Air Force and the Air National Guard, as well as with the Air Force Reserve, where we have 
have a relationship where we don't always agree on how to how to solve the problems between each one of the components. But one thing we do agree on, that we do have a problem that we need to solve it as three components altogether. And that comes right from General Goldfein and the Secretary of the Air Force, where they are all in on including the Guard and Reserve in everything we do and how we build uh, the force for our future, how we respond to things today and how we, how we grow and manage all the challenges the Department of Defense has. Because in the future, we, we know we are definitely going to need the Air Force as a part of the integral part of the joint fight, and the Air National Guard is side-by-side side right there with the Air Force in how we plan, how we organize, how we equip, and how, how we use those forces. Air National Guard Director Lieutenant General Scott Rice speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.